0: live well welcome to the American Liberties call it is Wednesday night June 14th flag day and uh, and uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to the call and uh, I was gonna I was hoping to have some uh, great news about something but uh, still working on it so as soon as it's available, We will let you know. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead, for lack of not feeling a whole lot of energy, I'm going to just go ahead and turn it over to Dave. Um, Everybody has been on this call many times before, so um, my introduction would be redundant, but it's um, so I'm going to, in a uh, way to uh, wave some time here, I'm just going to turn it over to him. Go ahead, Dave. Please take it away.
1: Thanks, Chris. Welcome everybody to the June 14th, 2017 American Liberties call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis, believe it. So this uh, latest uh, encounter in person with IRS staff was very intriguing. Uh, I think we mentioned it a week ago and I was talking about it on Saturday on my channel, 59615, here on TalkShoot. And um, it's uh, it's fascinating from the standpoint uh, that it's an actual uh, taped, encounter or recorded encounter i have to get into this century and stop using the word "taped." it's an actual uh an encounter that was recorded between a man and two irs employees who uh got him to appear on a summons at an administrative hearing uh to decide whether or not he's going to give them books of records or whether they have to sue him and uh I looked at it as an opportunity, of course, to build a record, but also uh, the job at hand was to share my thoughts on how somebody might make this encounter such a toxic experience that they just don't want to sue you, they don't want to really talk to you in court, they don't want to go up against you, because they know, they know they're stealing, you know they're stealing, the judge knows they're stealing. And um, it's very fascinating from another aspect, and that is the aspect of uh, what I tell you in my disclaimer and what I've told you in my disclaimer for many years. It might have taken its final shape only several years ago, but uh, the message has always been, don't count on the law. You need to know the government first and how little the law matters. That's really the important line to to observe. And then beyond that, learn enough about the law to know when they're stealing and then hope you can do something about it. But you don't just run out there uh, with all the confidence in the law that you think it takes to stay out of jail because they send innocent people to prison all the time. Uh, you have the same relationship with the federal government that you have with the person that would carjack your car at a traffic light with a crowbar, period. And this was further proof. Here he is with his two, uh, these two IRS officers, I think they called themselves. I heard the recording. And uh, he just hammers on them for 15 minutes about Section 83 of the tax code. And no one has a choice except Pete Hendrickson, because he can't read. You don't have a choice. Section 83 explains how to tax all compensation. Section 83 explains what will be included in gross income. The IRS does not determine it. The law does. It explains how to tax all compensation. The IRS, tax court, several appellate level courts, all of them agree. And yet, At this meeting, when he's hammering on them with, uh, uh, in this instance, where you say I owe a tax on my compensation, are you in compliance with or in violation of tax code section 83? They can't even talk to him about it. At one point, the female of the two IRS employees says, are you saying you want me to research section 83? Aren't they supposed to know the law already? It explains whether or not you should even be talking to me, whether or not I even have one penny of gross income. And if I don't have any gross income, you know what I don't have? I don't have a requirement to file. I don't have a requirement to pay. I don't owe Social Security. So it's really important. It's this statute. Do you want me to research it? well servant breath considering all of the power you wield here we are you're asking us to uh, to basically spread ego with our books and records here why because you don't know the statute that explains whether or not we owe any of anything imposed by the tax code <sighs> wow so the law does not matter here you have people that can say oh he's he's frivolous Without merit, we're we're recommending that he be sued. And they'll file a report with the Department of Justice and ask that the guy be sued for his books and records to enforce that summons. All that authority, all of that hell, they're prepared to visit upon this guy and all of the burden and confusion and emotional uh, distress and they're unaware, utterly, of any one term, syllable, or even letter, consonant, or vowel, contained in Tax Code Section 83 that explains whether or not you owe anything. It's astonishing. That fascinates me. Uh but it also underscores exactly what I've been saying to everybody forever. And that is, uh, the law has nothing to do with any of this. They know they're stealing when it comes right down to it, you prove they're stealing, they won't admit it. They'll just double down on it until you hammer the judge on the head with it. You know, I got a criminal complaint on file, your honor, and, uh, nobody's denied a word of it. In fact, they've come in here asking what appears to me to be a request to you that Uh, you join in their conspiracy. You have to drag the judge into it before you get anywhere. (sighs) Because we know that the statutes don't count on the administrative level. Bring your books and records in here. Get in here. I have all this authority. I'm a public servant. And I'm utterly unaware of any statute. Wow! (laughs) Wow! Wow, so uh, the gentleman who went to this meeting does not want uh, any publicization of his name or his instance, uh, which is perfectly understandable. So uh, we're going to transcribe this anonymously, and I'll probably include it with a few pages of essays as an addendum to Section 83 Equation. Uh, code Breaker, the Section 83 Equation, uh, available on wevgov.com as a, uh, kind of like a third edition. And, um, it's a spectacle of incompetence, a spectacle of oppression. Here he is confronting them with a statute that explains how to tax him. And, they don't run from it. They simply Pretend he never even mentioned it until he gets so obnoxious with it. And then they reflect upon the fact that he mentioned it, but they don't want to hear about it. Oh, what does section 83 say? They ask him. (laughs) And he tells them right to their faces, "Uh, you're violating my rights right now. I'm entitled to, to clear explanations of the laws. You told me in the taxpayer's bill of rights. And this explains how to tax me. And you want books and records when I I got to hand over books and records to somebody that doesn't even know whether or not I owe a tax or might owe it. Anyway, he goes on and on about it. Great assault. Uh, this uh, verbal assault on the two IRS agents. And what I would really like... <clears throat> is uh for anybody that thinks they can get an administrative hearing with the IRS or they might in fact be scheduled to have one uh get a hold of Chris's office and uh we'll have a short consultation on the kind of questions you should ask and uh we'll see if we can't get an official publicized one that we can uh Uh, put an ISBN number on and uh, publish and stick on the record. So uh, it was just too much fun. The target is huge. The target is huge. That's another thing that, uh, that really comes from this is that all this time, all of these instances where Section 83 has been thrown against the government in civil and criminal matters, criminal investigations, Grand juries, <clears throat> and at a administrative summons hearing, they are willing to say on a tape recorder, they've never heard
0: of it. Just amazing that uh you have
1: um, the the law is not even a part of any of this all the way up until they sue you in U.S. District Court. It's the first time you have rights to access the law. And even then, it fails. Because till now, till I came along, they relied on the complexities of the tax code to say everybody's frivolous, got to follow the law, 61A, gross income. Suddenly, that whole carpet's pulled out from underneath them. When you say, excuse me, but Section 83 was not in evidence in any of those tax protester cases, and so they're irrelevant. We're going to start in Section 83, and we're going to stay there. And that's when the judge has to come out with an entirely different level of corruption instead of pleading ignorance, saying, well, 61A, it looks to me like that's the law. And then suddenly, we aren't going to talk about the law. They won't mention a thing. Nothing counts. (coughs) So I've pushed them to a new level of uh, exposure for what they truly are. And uh, then you have this transcript where uh, the judges have no excuse. Their duty is to say what the law is. And when you finally hit them with law to the contrary, oh, man, they run from that duty. (laughs) So it's a riot. And it would be a real blast to have a... uh, an original of a transcript of somebody at an administrative hearing like that, uh, going back and forth with them. Uh, there are people that live in states where only one party to the call has to be aware that it's being taped for it to be legally taped. Anyway, whatever somebody has to do to uh, to get a, uh, a recording that they can transcribe and put on the record officially, Boy, that would be great to have. So um, we will not have a transcript of this hearing as an exhibit for the Ninth Circuit, the Eleventh Circuit, Indiana Tax Court, South Carolina U.S. District Court, Kentucky U.S. District Court counterclaim. (coughs) So uh, the next thing on the list is a motion for partial summary judgment that the government filed in Kentucky the response has to go in um that'll probably be ready Saturday and maybe earlier and uh then um the South Carolina District Court has to decide whether or not to permit summons to issue from the clerk so that the plaintiff or the defendant can be served and he's suing.
0: They already denied
1: it. Excuse me?
0: They already denied it.
1: That's fine. Um, So uh, that's the, the relief was to uh, um, compel the government to establish clear explanation of the laws including Section 83 and a few other statutes. And as you heard, just heard Chris say, uh, they just denied it. So <clears throat> in Kentucky, he's suing for the same relief, and they can't deny it. So la di da, and uh, we'll uh, write an appeal for the South Carolina case. It's a piece. It's too easy. Okay, all they did was that uh, is just, <clears throat> you know, picture where the spot the government's in. They've been running from the law, running and running, and you can't file a lawsuit in South Carolina, U.S. District Court, against the government. They'll always find a reason. You're just suing for a clear explanation that they told you they'd give you in the Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And you can't even sue for that. So all they did with that is gave us more evidence because that dismissal is gonna be cited in these appeals. And when it goes to the Supreme Court, just to show that the mess is bigger than uh, than it was when we first reported to you. So, uh, and in Kentucky, they're going forward. We'll see what Kentucky says is the reason you can't have a clear explanation of the laws. <laughs> it's It's moronic. Uh, I was on the phone with somebody a few days ago that said, this is exciting to see all these fronts cooking. <clears throat> it's a sewer to me because it really is so simple. Uh, when you know what the legal issues are, all you have to operate are the rules of appellate procedure. So all you have to do is make sure your brief will make it to the record that uh, that your your challenge is clearly stated. And the rest, it's really... You know, it's simple enough. It takes a lot of skill to get to where you can call it simple. But uh, once you know the format of the documents, uh, you can get through it. So uh, here's another one. South Carolina, on his way to the Supreme Court, he'll be appealing on the Fourth Circuit. Uh, Funny thing about the Fourth Circuit, let's see. Fourth Circuit is the court that said in 1974... Where the law is vague or highly debatable, the defendant lacks the requisite intent to violate it. U.S. versus Kreitzer. Uh, That's good. What else is on the Fourth Circuit? Oh, uh, uh, FDA versus Brown and Williamson Tobacco Company. Regulations can't deviate from statute. Um, A bunch of other stuff really came out of that case. Uh, I think, is there a, I'm not at my computer right now. Is there a uh, Ninth Circuit, K, or a Fourth Circuit case of the uh, section eighty three decisions. Uh I can't recall. Let me
0: let me look to see where the fourth <laughs> circuit is.
1: Um so uh let's see. I don't think there is. Yeah. Oh, Talmage. Talmage is the fourth circuit decision. That's the one that said, and this is the only way out of Section 83, that you didn't buy your labor before you sold it. So everything you receive for your labor is a profit. But the law says your cost is the value of any money or property paid. Where's the authority to exclude something from any money or property? They can't come up with that authority in law. It's an arbitrary standard. And it is the entire difference between your whole paycheck or self-employment fees, earnings, whatever, being in the category of cost, or if they have it their way, it gets dragged from that column into the profit column. It's the entire difference between owing and not owing an income tax on your compensation because of whether it is or is not profit right there, that very question and uh, the Talmadge decision is what they just doubled down on in the Indiana Tax Court case, saying, yeah, that's the standard. Okay, so now the uh, 1996 Talmadge memorandum is a 2016 decision uh, or uh, updated reliance. And that means when he appeals on the Fourth Circuit, uh, he's up against the Talmadge for being a clear explanation of the laws. Well, it didn't even get into the law. <laughs> so uh, no big deal. Yeah, the
0: North uh, Circuit there, is North Carolina. Yeah.
1: And um, all the uh, – that's the 9th, 11th, 4th Circuit, and then the Indiana Tax Court will be 7th Circuit. So that's 4th. Seventh, ninth, and eleventh circuit cases headed for the Supreme Court case or for Supreme Court right now as we speak. So, not at that stage, they're all headed that direction and they will have to go that high. Um, but we're going to have four different answers to the same question. You just watch. So, um, let's see. That's about all on the litigation front that I really
0: have to share with you. Um, Let's see. Uh,
1: Is there anybody that's able to uh, enter the phone call and uh, offer their opinion about the criminal intent course? That is just an outstanding course, and uh, uh, I'd really like to get somebody's opinion on the record if they have that, because not that many have made it out there. And I think once you've taken the course, um, you're going to find that it's a it's really a mainstay of anybody's arsenal if you're going to confront. Or contradict government in any way. The um, uh, transcript of the phone call, uh, if anybody wants to lend their services to Chris's office and transcribe that for us, it's a 15 minute uh, vigorous call. Uh, It wasn't, you know, a couple of librarians uh, on a movie review um they he was really going for it so it would be a lot to sort out but we could sure use that thing transcribed and uh then uh, i really do have to add it to the uh, section 83 manual as an exhibit uh just it has to happen uh any ideas chris
0: well if um if somebody does uh, transcribe it would it have to be notarized
1: Oh, no, it'll just be a loose... Uh, it won't even be an exhibit. It'll just be a an article. Okay.
0: Uh, Illinois... But...
1: but uh, go ahead. Um, uh, we'll talk about that later. All right. Go ahead, Illinois. What?
0: Yeah, Illinois said, I'll try to transcribe it. There, there's some, you know where they're talking over each other, you would just say not audible or uh, what's the word when they, when you inaudible inaudible. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. And on uh five, nine, six, one, five, I just posted a litigation update show of 34 minutes covering a lot of the same stuff. And, um, uh, had a pretty good week last week for downloads. I think some new people found my talk shoe channel, and my uh, since I appeared on Chattanooga uh, radio with Dave Tullis, Chattanoogaomics. He's really heavy into local economics there in Chattanooga, and really a, a, a very scholarly man. I like the guy a lot. He's a great host. Uh, but since I appeared on his show about right to travel, well, actually, public vehicular travel, uh, a couple weeks ago, my public vehicular travel video on my YouTube channel has uh, gotten several hundred hits. So uh, that's always good. If you want to listen to that show, go to 59615, and uh, you'll find that posted there very recently also.
0: Yeah, and I forgot, John from Pennsylvania knows a talk show host at... It sounds like he surely would be interested in what you have to offer, and I was my error, I forgot to tell you yesterday, um yeah, just get a hold of Chris. I'll get that information. John's on the phone here, so John, will you email me the contact information, and John's also waiting for the letter for those ten books, so oh, cover letter, yeah, okay. I forgot to remind you yesterday. I'm spaced. Um okay, is there any questions, comments or statements? If you're on the phone, hit star 8. And uh other property put into the uh, uh I don't know what I would do without other property. Uh the main website to go to is wevgov. Dot com we as in w e the letter V, governor gov g o v dot com and get all a lot of the information's all there folks i mean you can even write your own response letters from there it's it's great information and uh and of course and
1: it's it's vision impaired compliance and um
0: uh, and and uh, although the irs can't see it but you know we can and then the uh uh don't forget the product page we got a lot of good products at a at a very uh affordable prices and it helps us uh wake up in the morning okay so, uh,
1: yeah and don't wait until you have a controversy man uh it, it's great if you already okay like There's a lot of things I didn't learn until a controversy came up that somebody needed help with, okay? You don't study everything, but there's a few things you can study, like tactics should something happen in the future. Because once I prepared for these by doing it for other people, bam, I got that tool now. I put it in my toolbox. And all these different people I work for in their cases and different tactics I tried, whatever... And I collected all those and put all those in my courses so that you're benefiting from all the, all the times I've seen headway made against government. And I don't give you anything that's just mild. And uh, when you know these tactics and nothing has happened yet, you know exactly what you're going to do if it does happen. That's way better than having to crunch time, learn this stuff, crank out a document when you're under the pressure of what the government's doing. Learn how to do the stuff first so you can react to the pressure instead of having to react to the learning curve under all that pressure. Uh, It's invaluable to have these courses and to study how to write and file citizens' criminal complaints, uh, listen to all the audio in those courses and hear how I've done it and why I've done it and all the different cases I've done it in and look at how I've done it. So it's not new to you. And uh, uh, I had a, Craig uh, Patterson in California told me, you know, he was rubbing elbows with all of the leaders in the movement of all these different organizations. And um, he'd go to the court and watch their people go down in flames and uh, heard me on my conference calls and thought I was just wildly insane and nobody can use this. The system just doesn't work like this and nobody can. And then uh, like three months later, he asked to be my promoter because everything I said, he went and looked it up in court rule and statute. There it is right there in case law, right there. This is how it is. Everything I said so much so that he wanted to be my promoter. And so when you take these courses, you, oh, he said, uh, before I met Dave Merlin, uh, I'd go to court and I couldn't really understand what they were doing to people. I could tell they were, that it wasn't really fair, you know, but I couldn't put my finger on it. He says, now, after having taken these courses, I go into court, I see crimes everywhere. He says, everywhere. Court rule here, court rule there. Well, you can't do that. It's this crime. It's that crime. What are you thinking? <laughs> and so it's it's different. Just after the education, he didn't have any controversies. But he took the courses, he kept listening to me, took the courses, and finally understood that, you know, there's a box government has to stay in. And there's a way to identify it when they're outside of it. Then you you scorch that tentacle to get them back in the box. And uh, that's what he learned from me. He didn't have uh, the burdens of a controversy brewing against him, but he took the courses And then kept going to court to watch people and uh, finally understood what was happening to him. And then he went to court to, to, uh, watch a man named Al who was under a bogus misdemeanor charge by the city of San Mateo in California, on the criminal docket in superior court. And, uh, my only job was to get rid of the judge. And, uh, I, got a tape recording of the two minute hearing where he was falsely arrested. And three days later was emailing him documents to file. And the following Monday or Tuesday, I think, uh, the judge was petrified. She came in and sat down like she was uh, uh, tied to a post and said, I'm, res- I'm recusing myself from the case. Your rights are very important to the court. We'll always all have got for your rights. Your new judge is Mr. Johnson and stood up stiff as a board and walked out. And Craig said they got outside the courthouse and died laughing. He was dangerous behind the wheel. He was laughing so hard. This is what he said on the interview about that day. He says, you know, Dave talked a good game, and then I found out everything he was saying is right there in the law. became his promoter, but I didn't really feel it yet. I could hear the power, and uh, then I went into court that day, and I saw the power of code pleading. Boom. He says, Dave didn't just shock the judge, he shocked the system. The law hadn't been there in years. And I told them exactly what I was going to do before they sent me the tape. I did exactly what I told them I was going to do, and they filed exactly what I did, exactly the way I told them to file it. And the next week, uh, the judge just couldn't get out of the courtroom fast enough. So uh, as an example, you know, I have these tactics and so it doesn't matter what instance comes up, I know what to do about it. And so you'll get a lot out of my courses rather than just help you in a an existing, current, ongoing controversy, which they could help also. But it's really good to have these tactics. You're basically in a, uh, not in a law school, but in a, uh, it's kind of a, a heightened paralegal. You're only concentrating on the things that, Uh, fortify your own rights against what the government would otherwise do. That's all these courses are beamed at. Um, So anyway, uh, very inexpensively priced. And uh, the documents come in Microsoft Word should you choose to, uh, if you needed a template someplace to start, uh, be a good place to start. All these documents, state and federal criminal complaints, um, just you really have to see the courses to believe them. Anyway, Chris, over to you and uh let's uh call it a night. Okay.
0: Also, you know, I like to say that, you know, some people recently I sent them to um and told them to watch the YouTube too and look for the grand jury. Now, of course, you know, a lot of us don't like to hear ourselves when we when we do a recording. And and I'm one of the top 10 Who do not want to hear myself, (laughs) Um, but the um, uh, but I gotta say that you know I'm I feel bad that this guy who did the uh, summons is not willing to um, give the you know give the uh, transcripts as as it happened uh, certified that is um, because couple reasons regardless you know i mean as bad as you know as bad as i sound i mean you know i figure if i could stand up and do what i did in front of the grand jury anybody can you don't have to speak like a dave maryland you don't have to speak like you know like jay Sekolo or anybody like that you just gotta you know stay focused be on point and say it the way that we are we're all men. And we all have our personalities. Some can do other things better than other people can do and vice versa. But, you know, nobody's perfect. And and yet I got the job done. And I, and I really feel that if I can do it, anybody can do it. I, what I did differently than most people, I didn't wait to the time I needed to get it done. I started years ago. And... And, and because in sales, I listen to Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, and, and many others. And the way you, you close a sale is asking questions. You make a statement, and you ask a question. You know, so if, if you had a pool with a double shallow end where your kids could play, play volleyball, how, how do you see yourself being in the pool with them? or something along that line. Now you're going to get them to respond. And that's what I did with the grand jury. And that's what Dave is teaching us in, in, in his own way. I mean, Dave has given us the interpretation which you can adopt as your own. And, and with that, you can, you can make a statement and then turn it around in closing for a question. And, and they got to respond. If they don't respond, guess what? You're in control. The one who asks the question is in control of the conversation. You're not asking, "Where is the law? Show me the law. You don't need to get into that crap. You know the law. You know the law, how it does not apply to you. So you've got to orchestrate that in, in a way and, and it's not hard to do, okay? You just got to orchestrate that in a way that you make the statement followed up with a question on on you know uh when when are you going to go back and learn section 83 so you can determine uh how it relates to to my paycheck i mean it's it's relatively simple when you think about it so you know you really got to um you know you really got to study that but what i wanted to say and i did get off point it's too bad that this guy is um uh, didn't want to do it because when you listen to this recording and i and I can't give out the recording and I'm sorry for that, but when you listen to the recording, you see how he stood up was he was he perfect by no means, but he did so good in such short of time, he came to us when he needed yeah. it. You know, and, and I, I honestly was thinking, you know, this, this ain't going to go too good. Because I dealt with so many people that were nervous, were all nervous in, in this kind of situation. And, and I just thought he would break and, and so forth. But the guy did a phenomenal job. He really did. And so, you know, it, I like to encourage every, everybody, get this information out to everybody. And um, and because somebody's going to grab it and benefit from it. Now, you know, I'm still working on this guy and hoping that we can get a certified, you know, testimony and redact his name and all that. It could still be, you know, um, re, you know, his name still be redacted and privacy and all. And it'll still be good. But uh, it'd be nice if we could put that, that seal on there. So, anyhow, um, let me. I got something else, Chris. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, this 83 Citizens Arrest left the chat. He's a, uh, a Pete Hendrickson skin tag that came to life. Uh, what I wanted to share was uh, uh, early, uh, before you even joined the call, uh, that skin tag had a, uh, an opinion about Section 83 was just written to accomplish a certain goal, and uh, presumably that meant that it wasn't written to do what I'm using it for, when all of the case law disagrees, but also, as I just stated on the call, in October, that's less than eight months ago, nine months ago, uh, the government said, we agree with Talmadge, A 1996 tax court decision that was taken to the Fourth Circuit. So Talmadge is the answer. And nothing else anybody has to say will prove anything unless it's exactly that. If if they say anything else, well, we can ignore them. Because the IRS just doubled down on a very particular way. Uh, of interpreting section 83 it is the answer it's on the fourth circuit appeals and uh in 1996 and now the irs has agreed with it and now on the ninth circuit they're running from section 83 saying 1.83-3e the uh statute only applies to things other than money other than money is right out of the regulation other than money I've been citing that regulation since 1993 as proof that Section 83 applies to all property transferred for services, and they've never contradicted me until now. Well, how come 20, how, 24 years later, they finally contradict me with that regulation, and if they, lo- if they win on that, it's on the Ninth Circuit. In 1984, Alves versus Commissioner, the Ninth Circuit, said Section 83 applies to all property transfer that connection with performance and services. Since then, three other courts agree with Alves. And so if Alves get overturned, then we got a bunch of courts that don't agree with the Alves court anymore because Alves has been overturned. So it's a great big mess the fact that they run from this statute. And it comes down to precisely, exactly, where's your authority to exclude labor from any money or property paid? Like the law says is my cost. They can't talk. They have to have a lawful authority to do it. They don't. It's simply their idea. What do we do to drag all of John's compensation from the left-hand column, which is cost, into the right hand column which is gross income profit Anybody got a good reason to do that to him Hey I got an idea boss it's uh it it it's profit to John um uh it's profit to John because uh because he didn't buy his labor before he sold it Yeah so everything he gets when he sells his labor is profit Yeah His boss goes you know I think you may have something there. And that night, the boss goes home, is thinking about it, and orders a hit on that employee so the boss can take credit for it because he wants to be the biggest thief, and he will not be un- upstaged by his, his upstart. <laughs> Just a day at the treasury, but that's how it works. And they subverted this standard for calculation of cost way back whenever, when in fact, all property is a cost. And when you just stand on that principle in the Ninth Circuit case, you know, 1,012 is supposed to be used to figure your cost also because there's a regulation under Section 83 that says to calculate your cost, apply Section 1,012 and the regulations they're under. And so 1,012 was also argued on the 9th. Uh, Ninth Circuit, and in the appeals uh, response from the government, they didn't even mention Section 1012. Isn't the court required to give me my, this, uh, this acquiescence in my favor that if they can't even rebut my Section 1012 argument, what are we doing here, Your Honor? Isn't that how it'll work? Not on the Ninth Circuit. Never. No how. No way. Somewhere else, maybe, and that's really even very slight. But anyway, uh, that's exactly what the labor is cost argument comes down to and not some of the reason that Section 83 was enacted or anything like that because the government has just failed in three or four instances to say that that's the reason I'm wrong. So... You're wrong for the reason the government stated in its reply to this argument. Any uh, Pete Henderson's skin tag that lingers out there that uh, might not have had enough. And if you haven't had enough, look at that. Isn't that kind of an indicator that you kind of stick? You're a, kind of a glutton for abuse. And uh, former bartender, I'm good for it. <laughs> so... Uh, The answer to Section 83 is Talmadge. It was affirmed in uh, in 2016, in October. The government says, yeah, that's still the standard. Okay. And I logged that. That went into the Ninth Circuit Appeals, saying, look what happened over here. The government's doubled down on that standard. And then the IRS or the DOJ responds in that case, saying, "Uh, no, it's not that they didn't say it's not the Talmadge decision they failed to say that it is the Talmadge decision. They said, oh, uh, this is a frivolous argument, 1.83-3E. The regulation applies to other than money. And first time they've used that ever. So they don't know what to do. And now they've seen both tax court and the Ninth Circuit cases, and they have to respond soon on the Eleventh Circuit. And let's see what they do on the eleventh Circuit. Uh, it is getting more interesting from a real sick point of view um, really uh, it's It's as fascinating as proctology can get, I guess, but uh, if you have to have if you have to indul- or if you have to engage the government, of course it's best to be on the offense and uh, that's what you have here. Maybe one more question, and let's bag it.
0: Okay, is there, is there any questions on the telephone? Has Star 8. Um, okay, I don't see any questions. And I don't see any questions in the chat. So would that be... Now, um, uh, just a second. Other property says uh, uh,
1: IRS attorney against me was all excited. That I had Talmage in my petition. They're excited about Talmage because the Fourth Circuit actually put a stamp of approval on Talmage, and they think it's a way out. But Talmage was 96. After 1996, you have two of those th- uh, five U.S. Supreme Court cases about any property. Specifically, read the uh, Monsanto versus U.S. decision where uh monsanto was a heroin manufacturer and distributor got busted and the civil forfeiture statute said the government can't see any property related to the uh alleged crime and so they took all of his money and he says you gotta leave me enough money for attorney's fees and they said nope the statute says any property and they got to the supreme court level the supreme court said that's right unless the law provides for an exception any means all of it okay now let's go back to talmage did they identify a law that allows them to exclude labor from any money or property in 1.83-3g no can they to this day no is it to this day obviously an arbitrary standard of calculating cost and we just exclude labor drag all that money over here into the profit column because we we're the treasury we have chosen to exclude labor. Well, that's not what Congress said. Any money or property. All property is a cost. And they can't talk about it. So, that's precisely the point to which we have the argument. Uh it's been that way since 2006 when uh the complaint was filed with 80 members of Congress New Year's 06. And uh, Uh, I don't do, uh, I just do individuals FAQ. I don't do churches, books, and records, uh, any religious arguments. It's all about the individual that sells their services. That's all I do. Or capital gains in Chapter 1 because you can kill that tax with the 1.1-1 argument. Anyway, gang, good headcount tonight. I sure appreciate your support and uh, hope you come back here again. Uh, Of course, I'm not speaking to Pete Hendrickson's skin tag. You'll learn someday. won't be from somebody who can speak English, I can tell you that much. So best of luck with those warts. And to the rest of you, Dave Merlin signing off.
0: Okay. Uh, FAQ, you may want to email me. I, I got some stuff that you can review that may help uh, the church books and records. Just email me with that uh, in the, uh, uh, you know, in the email. Uh, Other than that, you all have a great weekend, a great week, and uh, see you next Wednesday. Don't forget the Saturday call, and God bless America. This call is officially over.